Good morning, great day, Coach Mike Husson, and welcome to today's 15-minute huddle, and we're going to continue our thoughts on buyer profile blending, very important to your work, very important to your communication, very important for your appointment setting and getting contracts signed. Guys, take some notes on these thoughts here. We're going to continue down this path today. I'm going to go over the next three with you today that we're going to be talking about as far as profiling and understanding how we can better communicate with people. Again, it's to separate, and there's a couple of points I want to make before we continue today. First, that the understanding of personality styles is representative long here, but this is a much deeper level of better ways to communicate with your market, with your clients, with your prospects, so you can get more out of them. And there's a number of areas here that are very important. So it's not just about the driver, the expressive, the analytical, the amiable type personality, whether it's from Larry Wilson or DISC, whatever the case is. This takes it at a much deeper level so you can better understand and better, again, communicate with your clients and prospects so you can get more out of your relationship with them so you can build those relationships in a long, rewarding fashion. So it's very, very important to understand that. So let's not take this lightly. Come back to this recording. Come back to all of these recordings. Take the notes if you are uh, not doing that now, but come back to them later. Write down the thoughts on here and begin applying these principles into your business so that way you can take it to the next level. Very important. So yesterday we talked about the know-it-all buyer, we talked about the open-minded buyer. We talked about the individualistic buyer. And today we're going to continue on with the next ones. Again, let me preface this by saying when I mention the word buyer, this is about a prospect that's going to do business with you, whether it's a seller or a buyer. When I say buyer, this is a buyer in the marketplace looking to engage with you to do business. So just to clear the air about that. So, guys, let's continue with this thought today. <clears throat> and we're going to go down – Excuse me, we're going to go right down the list here of today talking about the fence-sitter buyer. Now, what is a fence-sitter buyer? In its essence, guys, the fence-sitter buyer is the indecisive individual, okay? They typically are hedging, they're stalling, they have no real good reasons to do it. They're just, it's just their style, the way they do things. They, they, sit, on the, they sit on the edge. They're not really uh, into making a decision right away. They have a tendency to be evasive, um, and they're unable to make a decision at least quickly, all right. So understand that they're 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 typically evasive when you're working with them. They're not going to answer your questions fully. They may not answer your questions at all in some cases, but generally speaking, they're going to answer them. But they're going to be very very simple answers. They're not going to they're going to be let's say one off answers that they're going to give to you. And uh, the fence sitter buyer understanding this will typically like to speak with other people. They want to get opinions or they want to get feedback from someone else uh, before they make a decision. Not always, but this is what's in their mind. Doesn't mean you can't get them to make a decision on their own. We just have to figure out how to make that happen. So here, how do we, how do we connect with these folks at a much higher level? The first thing is agree with the prospective person that, uh, and that they're going to make a definite switch to something that's going to be a great advantage to them. Okay? The fence-sitter buyer typically is hesitant because they're not sure, and as a result, you have to give them concrete data and information, not about analytical data, but just information that's going to help them to understand that this is a great advantage in working with you. 
that being said, point number two is we want to offer concrete suggestions to help solve their problems. Give them specific recommendations. Obviously, knowing their motivation, timeframes, etc., at a high level will help us to move that process forward. However, keep in mind, guys, when you're working with this person, you don't want to give too many choices. You want to give enough to wet their beak and get them interested, which then takes us to the next point. Don't give them too many choices of time. Don't leave it open-ended. You've got to be very specific with them and be very clear about their making decisions. So first is don't give them too many choices because they're going to get overwhelmed. They're going to overthink this process. And then don't give them too many choices of time. And then about the agreeing with talking to somebody else, it's good to do that. I'll give you a point here. When you're working with elderly people that are looking to transitions, whether it's downsizing, right-sizing, making relocating near their family and kids and so on, um, oftentimes you're going to say to you that, well, i got to talk to my son, my daughter, whatever. And they do that because they need that support. They're fence-sitting because they need the help. And oftentimes, like I know I did with my folks, do not make any decisions with doing anything without consulting with me first. So it's okay to have that. Actually, it's a, it can be a very powerful thing, especially with the fence sitters, because then it, then it creates an understanding. And if you're committed to understanding that and, and really are clear about that, they're going to respect you and they're going to want to do business with you because now you're saying, yeah, why don't we do this? Let's get your son, your daughter, whomever on the phone. Let's meet all meet together so we can make a decision together. That way you can get yourself what you want. You don't want to avoid that because if you do it, then they're going to look at you as shady and you don't want to become that person. So it's okay to make that happen. Give them the opportunity. They want to talk to somebody else. Just ask them, who is it that we need to discuss this with? Can we all talk together? Can we all meet, etc.? Okay? And then keep your body language specific with these folks because they're very, very uh, open-minded to what you want to do, but they need to know that you're certain. Write that down. They need to know that you're certain about what you're doing. Otherwise, they're going to continue sitting on the fence. Now, let's move to the next buyer profile. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the shy buyer. Okay, the shy buyer, guys, is <clears throat> when, you, when you talk to them, when you engage with them, um, they're going to feed back to you, uh, and they're going to voice, they're going to give their opinion, but they're not going to be heavy-handed about their objections. They're going to kind of give you a mild objection. Well, I'm not really sure. You can hear words like, I'm not really sure, or, um, and you're going to hear those things like that that are going to come out of their voice, okay? And so mild objections are very typical with the shy buyer. They're going to agree with you easily. They're going to go along with you oftentimes because they're very timid type individuals. Um, they're going to, they're going to look to, uh, switch their decisions. Oftentimes they're looking to say, okay, that sounds good. And then when you continue to talk, if you do, for whatever reason, they might change their decision after that. So they're kind of fla they're flailing going back and forth on their decision-making process. Um, and then what they, they also are, have a tendency when you do set appointments with these folks, they tend to forget the appointments simply because they're timid. Okay, they, 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 they agree that they should meet with you. They feel that you can solve a problem for them. 
However, when you even when you suggest an appointment, you get the appointment, they're going to forget about it. So it's very important. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because you have to open that up to communicating with them, confirming your appointments, making sure. And sometimes if you notice that they're a shy buyer, it's also good to send an email along with a follow-up call to confirm your appointments. Just don't do the call, but an email. And oftentimes you can also send a quick handwritten note to them, especially if the appointment's a few days away that uh, thank you for your time, look forward to meeting you on such and such a date, such and such a time to talk to you about blank, okay? Good thing to do there, okay? And then they're going to also show some apprehension and fear, okay? The shy people are have a tendency to show some fear and apprehension in making a decision because they just don't like working with salespeople, okay? And it's not about you. It's just their way. It's their, it's their makeup of who they are as individuals. So we can overcome that if we understand it, and that way we can be like myself. If I go into a situation with a shy buyer, I can be overwhelming as with anybody, in some cases, uh, especially the shy buyer, and they would freak on me. And I know I've gone through this experience without knowing this information, and I've lost business because of that. And so understand that they have a fear, but it can be overcome. How do we do that? Let's go through some points here. How do we connect with these people, and how do we make this work with the shy buyer? First, when you ask questions and you listen to the answers, listen to them sympathetically. Be understanding, be compassionate. Two, keep on track with your discussion, okay? Don't, get, don't veer off when you're making appointments with these people because they will set an appointment because they have a, especially if they have a problem that needs to be solved, i.e., they got a high level of motivation in place here, all right? So it's important that you keep on track and keep pushing for your appointment. Let me, let me caveat that. Don't, what I mean, not push for the appointment, just continue asking for the appointment as you're going through the process of listening sympathetically and understanding compassionately. Bill, it sounds like you really could use this, and it seems like I know we could help you, and let's get together, let's talk about this, and see what we can do to get you to blank. And oftentimes, they're going to go forward with you. All right. They also want to know what are the advantages of the advantages and benefits of your product that you're offering to them what do you what, what's the advantage of working with you compared to other people important to understand um, the other part about working with the shy buyer and oftentimes you know you might hear this well you don't want to build relationships with your clients and be too friendly with them because this is a business proposal and other coaches and trainers teach that crap and you know I get it to a certain degree however Guys, this is not what this is about. This is building long-term, confident, comfortable relationships with people so you can help them achieve a particular goal and outcome while at the same time helping yourself achieve your goal and your outcome. So with that being said, the shy buyer needs somebody who's compassionate. And they need somebody who expresses warmth and their, friendly, and their friendliness around the relationship along with your voice and your particular body language and your manner. All right. Very important that they that they feel good with that. They just have to feel chummy with that. And that's that comes in with expressing, again, as I said, warmth and, and using, again, your voice and your body language are critical in these particular areas. And then make sure with the defense, uh, defense uh, the shy buyer that you are understanding that they want to know with certainty that, again, 
typical to that, I was going to say, typical as the fence buyer, fence sitter buyer, they want to know that there's certainty in what you're going to offer to them, all right? And you'll get a better response from them when you work with a decisive tone versus uncertainty, all right? And there's a balance here, guys, between being warm and friendly and being very direct and decisive about the decision they must make to help them achieve their goal. They need help with that, all right? So let's move on to the, to the last one for today. There's going to be a couple of more, guys, but don't worry about that. We're not going to do – well, well, we'll figure that out. Anyway, there's a few more, but I'm going to continue today with this last one here because this is a part of the overall picture of uh, buyer personalities, and this is going to talk right now about profiling the analytical buyer, all right, the analytical buyer. So the analytical buyer is going to – as we – all know, if you're, especially if you're an analytical buyer, they're going to want more information about you, your company, uh, the steps that you take to sell a home, whatever the process. They want to know how the plan is going to work. They want to know how it's going to work and how it's going to benefit them. They want more information, but here's the thing, guys. When you're speaking to them and you're trying to set an appointment with them over the phone, they're going to tend to want more information on the phone. All right. Now we can overcome that, and I'll talk to you about how to do that in a minute. But they want more information on the phone because you may offer an appointment. Let's sit down and talk about this when we get together. But they're going to say, "Well, tell me more now before you come over here," because again, they're a combination of the fence sitter, the shy type individuals, and they don't want to be overwhelmed, and they don't want to make they don't want to make the wrong decision. Okay. Um, they want to know with social proof who has used your services in the past, and they want to know what the results were typically with those services that, that have been offered by other people. Okay, What were the results? What did you do for other people? So testimony, social proof, whether it's from you or your company, you might say, well, Mike, I have no testimonials right now. I'm brand new at this. That's okay. Get some testimonials from your company, your broker, your managers, the people that come, and they can get those for you, and hoping, hoping that that's what they do. They should. Top companies will make sure that they got testimony from customers and borrow those because that's really how we work, not so much about how you work if that's what you're faced with, all right? So how do we communicate best with these folks and get our, get our relationship bonded with them? First is create an interest in what you're doing, okay? Bill, that's a great question. You want to know what we're going to do to help you sell your home? I have a very specific step-by-step -step process that I use to help clients achieve the goal and get them to where they want to go. I'd love to sit down with you, take about 15, 20 minutes of your time, and go over those steps with you. When today can we meet? Five or with six o'clock be better? All right. Give them the answer to your question. But again, don't give them too much information on the phone about all of those steps. Just say, I got those steps. I want to show it to you, and it's better to do it that way. All right. Again, that goes along with building suspense for your meeting with them by saying, I got these points. All right, and I want to share them with you <clears throat> without giving all to I'm not going to say this to them, but you're thinking I'm not going to give all of these points to you because you don't want to divulge everything on the phone because that will kick you out of, the, out of the running here to get on an appointment with them. All right, and then if possible, don't send them a detailed outline of your plan or idea before your meeting. Now, here's the thing. When you send out a pre-listing package, inside of that package is going to be the things that you're going to do, all right? There is some detail there, but the detail only works best 
where it works better, not only works better, but it works best when it's combined with the data as well as your presentation to go over it with them. So what you don't want to do is do too much information with people. You may want to bring some with you, but again, just don't overwhelm them. Give them the bullets like your marketing plan of action and how you go through that process, and then go in and explain it to them and let them know that it's important that you discuss this with them so that way you can really explain the detail of which, what each one of these steps might mean to them. Again, words like step-by-step, -step, detail, things like this, that's what they love to hear. All right, guys, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to wrap this up with, a, with this call today. Um, either I'm going to continue this, I'm going to surprise you, but I'm going to continue with this tomorrow, or I'm going to do a separate recording because there's other things I must talk about. But this is very important stuff, guys, and I don't want to leave it lingering because there's a, there's a lot more than, than, than what's in front of us. But again, let's not get overwhelmed by this. Just understand, especially if you're listening to these recordings, realprofitbuilders.com, taking notes and writing these down, and then you'll start to integrate them into your business and life. Don't expect this to work overnight. Expect that it will work, but not, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes work. It takes diligence. But it also takes you doing something with it, meaning that you have to talk to people. And the more people that you talk to, the more personalities you're going to understand and listen to, the better this will work for you because now you're going to start to apply it and you're going to get a better idea. But if you're sitting back and trying to figure all this out before actually making calls, it will not work. Yeah, you'll have a bunch of information, but if you never speak to people, how are you going to know how to, how to really experience this process? So go out there, speak to some people today. Make that happen and work on it. And we'll continue this process. I'm not going to leave you hanging, but just know that I'm here for you. So listen, go make it a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Any questions, reach out to me, MikeyMikeHuston.com. Go to RealProfitBuilders.com and go make it a great day. Talk to you soon.